anecdotes with Matt and Paul. Leveling up through truth, meaning, trade-offs, and perspective. Hi, everybody. Hi, Matt. Good to see you again, of course. And we have our guest today, Jaden Burchard. Uh, he's a young entrepreneur. And, and this one's special to us, Matt, because uh, he was a student in my New Visions Honors Academy, where you mentor. And we've talked about in past episodes how much we like to work with the students and how much meaning you get out of it as well. So uh, welcome, Jaden. Thank you. Um, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Uh, how's it going? It's going. It's going, Matt. This is pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it is. It's, it's good seeing you. We were talking off air, if you will, um, for a few minutes beforehand, catching up, and and uh, you were telling your story a little bit, and I was like, no, no, no. I, I, what, what I've learned over the last seven or, or so weeks, or what Paul and I've probably learned is we get so much of the good stuff out before we start recording, and. And we're like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. So definitely good seeing you. Um, Paul was filling me in a little bit on, on, you know, what's going on in your life right now. And you and I met, which I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought it was, it was, uh, you were graduated last year. It seems longer to me too, but um, you and I met a year and a half or so ago. And, and I'm just thrilled to hear that you're doing well. So I'm, I can't wait to hear about your story. So welcome. Thank you. So, so Jaden, before you get talking, I'll, I'll just preface it. So, you know, students apply to my class from all surrounding districts. Uh, I'm not going to say you were one of the lucky ones. I mean, we were lucky to, to land you as a, a student in our academy. And we're going about a normal senior year last year. And then COVID hits in March. And next thing you know, we're remote. And we're trying to do everything we can do. And, and I don't want to tell any more of the story right now. I'll let you do it. But the bottom line is, you all of a sudden became super busy, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. So, so tell us what you've been up to. Okay, so um, as you know, I am the owner and CEO of Convenience to Go, now called Convenience to Go LLC. And what I do is I deliver goods and personal belongings, supplies, medications, anything local to people in need. And that's where COVID came into effect. Um, beginning off, you know, I was pretty overwhelmed. I mean, I just had my no targets type, low demographic, everything nice and easy to being the biggest industry locally. Um, as soon as I started beginning and doing what I do, people caught on and then DoorDash boomed and a bunch of other uh, industries and businesses like me. So while being business and locally and smaller funded, I had to learn to change pivots and focus on new directions, new opportunities that my competitors, which are now bigger, do not have. Can you give us so, some examples? Yeah, what, what were some of those things? Yeah, so um, after um, companies like DoorDash dominated the food market, I decided to deliver more medications from like CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens. That's something they never hit. I was doing clothing delivery. And at the moment, I can't say what I'm doing, but I am talking to a few hospitals in the city and in Syracuse, and I'm going to be delivering something a little more premium, hopefully or soon. So, so Jaden, when, when, um, well, a couple things, when you say you deliver clothing, what, what's that mean? Yeah. Okay. So I partnered with a few laundromats locally in Horseheads, Elmira, Waverly, uh, Corning. And what I do is I'll take people's dirty clothes, drop them off, have the laundromat do whatever they need to do. And once they're clean, I will deliver them to the customer. Awesome. So, so 
you you're doing that. I got so many questions. It's just uh, kudos, man. I can I, I want to give you a standing ovation just because this is this is awesome. And and how old are you? I'm 18. 18, of course. So when I was when I was 18, Paul and I were you know playing wiffle ball in my backyard. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, COVID takes off, and then obviously booms your business, and that's a great thing. Do you have any concerns with when, when COVID goes away, is not the right term. I mean, I, when, when things settle and people stop, when people are willing to go to the laundromat on their own more, are you concerned with that? I mean, where do you see, you know, tell me a little bit about those thoughts. Well, um, it's a natural concern for obviously my type of industry and business, but I believe in always looking for change. I think as long as I can spice it up and do a little bit better than my competitors, I can always keep my customers pretty close to me. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, Tom Casey was our guest last week. Um, and one thing he said that stuck with me, and it makes me think of this is, it's not the what it's the how, right, Paul? Yes, you said that more. And so you're more about the, hey, look, anybody can theoretically um, do what some of the things you're doing, but you're just doing, you're, you're going to do it better, right? You're going to do it differently. And, and and that leads me to another question. You said you've part you partnered with laundromats or you know different types of businesses. How did you how did you partner with them? What what what'd you do in order to do that? Well, um, being a CEO, I took it as myself into better my social responsibility and get to know the community. And with my networking skills, I landed a few partnerships and I've done deals with some people and helping other communities out. So, so did you email them? Did you go knock on doors? Did you make phone calls? What'd you do? Um, so I actually knew them face to face. I just grew up around that town and I've, I've been there a few times with my father. So um, I just knew the people and I told them about my business. They loved it. And I soon started helping out a lot of their customers. Gotcha. So you had a network relationships that were already there to some degree and you, you leaned on those and built, built business around it. Exactly. And then I took my knowledge and experience with them and kind of branched out. So this, this is fabulous. So right in the name of your business, Convenience to Go, uh, you're building these relationships. Uh, there's going to be some sort of loyalty, I imagine, A, between you and the customer and the customer and you. But at the same time, you have to keep coming up with added value so they stay with you, correct? Exactly. It's Again, it's tough when you have better funding companies, monstrosities like DoorDash to offer uh, free deliveries every week and these massive discounts. So I always got to figure out a way to outdo them without the equity part. Well, and, 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 and how I, it's just I love hearing you talk like this because this is these are these this is a conversation and words people use who are in the who are in business doing it. They're not these are not. You know, this is this is someone who's out there doing every day, and, and I, I I love it. How do you how do you decide on your pricing? So I want to make sure that it's affordable and easy for everybody to manage, if needed be. Um, and I figure that as long as I get enough following, eventually it's all going to even out. And with the more people, it should definitely create a good surplus. I do a ten dollar delivery fee plus a ten percent charge. But everybody's first time, they get 10% off, of course. That's another incentive. And then the more they shop, the more discounts I give out. So when you say $10 delivery fee and 10% charge of, of what, the product you're delivering or the products you're delivering along to them? Yep, just the total bill. Okay. 
Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. So if they're getting medication that costs twenty dollars, it's twenty dollars plus your ten dollar fee plus plus a ten percent of that. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. Okay. Jaden, so what's the most common way people find out about you? Most people find out about me just through the community talking. Uh, there's always somebody like I visit a lot of elderly homes. I deliver to them and the uh, the complexes. And there's always somebody saying, hey, I see you a lot once a week, twice a week. What are you doing? And then I, you know, I tell them about it and they tell their friends, their family. Um, again, I have a pretty big network and they all let their families and friends know that they could use it. Me. Do you, do you have any employees, Jaden? I do. I have one at the moment. I plan on saving up a bit of money and working on technology to get independent contractors to sign up for themselves. Similar, similar to a DoorDash Uber model. Is that what you mean? Exactly. Interesting. That, that's that's the model anymore. I mean, it's almost what Amazon uses with its delivery services. Correct. You, you exactly. Know, you you yep. can get you can get people eventually to take. They want to have your brand name and they want to drive for you, but they're going to be independent based on how hard they work. Yep, and I'll save thousands on taxes, uh, annual premium. <laughs> compensation disability all the lovely things that go with having employee you, you know you know jane that's exactly right and i was going to mention that as well and and that's one of the challenges you know with with um some of these policies state to state they they generally are but where you know you take a new entrepreneur like you and uber and, and doordash and all those and everyone's trying to build a model that that knocks out a lot of these these added costs right because I don't think what people realize is these are real costs, right? They hit your bottom line. They impact the services you can provide, the number of people you can employ. The, these are real things. They're not, they're not just these, you know, theoretical things and how, you know, uh, uh, that we discuss and then we all go home and do our own thing. These have real impacts on, on, on businesses, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. And, and when you're doing it on your own, like you are, and, you know, most people at 58 don't know what you know at 18 uh, when it comes to this stuff. So that's that's a huge uh, uh, advantage for you going forward, in, just in life in general, no matter what you do, because you understand how this stuff works from a practical standpoint. And that's 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 huge. Well, <clears throat> let me back up a little bit. So you graduate 2020 in June of 2020. And then what you were off to uh off to your new business your business or or college like what what happened yeah so I went to college for the first semester went to a university and as everybody knows college is an investment so you have to look at it as an investment um how is this going to better me is the cost worth uh the expense this and that and you know how can I use it to my advantage with my skill set and after doing the pros and cons uh you know, what I'd be gaining for my college education, I figured out that most of the knowledge I already have acquired throughout high school and college, I could just keep to myself. I'm essentially wasting my money until I further need it in the future. So, and I was, I was thinking because colleges have you spend all this money, thousands upon thousands to buy publicly available books that anybody can purchase on Amazon. So why would I spend um, $60,000, let's say, to theoretically teach myself on a $20 book I can find just by doing a little bit of research. That's, that's the, Paul and I, Paul, we talk about this often. 
Yeah, and you know the secret, Jaden? The average person would rather go to college and spend the money and have the experience instead of do all the reading themselves. But mm -hmm. if you have a disciplined way about doing things and, and you understand the investment you could put into your business instead of the time for college and you're constantly reading and getting better, you've kind of cracked the formula. Thank you. Yeah, Jaden, I, 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 oh, go ahead, Jaden. I was, I couldn't hear you. I was going to say um, another way to look at it is that throughout society and through the new bringing of education, everybody is taught from a young age that college is exactly what you need after high school. I believe it's personally smart to maybe wait a semester until you figure things out because so many people just jump into something unknowingly without the data to back up their decisions. Good point. What were you going to study or what were you studying that first semester? Um, I was studying business administration. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be uh, knowledgeable and smart to have all of the backup and resources that I need to manage a business. But then when I realized that I wasn't being taught how to manage a business, but just how to understand one, and I kind of already have an understanding. Yeah, yeah. You weren't going to you weren't going to learn anything in those classes, Jaden. Uh, in fact, those the kids in your class ought to come spend a semester with you. And they probably they probably come out a lot better off. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding at all. You know the the get you know I've I've got I've been through you know a bachelor's a master's and a PhD program, all wonderful stuff. But none of it uh, meant a lick compared to going out there and doing it on my own and 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 earning it day in and day out. And you know I I just I have a difficult time telling anyone. Now, if you're going to go be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that, where you need that certificate, under, you know, nurse, whatever, teacher, you got to do it. You're going to, you're in business. You got a business idea that, that's profitable and, and, and running. I mean, I, 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 I give you a, a tremendous amount of credit and, and guts for making that decision. Now, have you had any pushback from family, friends? That was my next question. Cause ex, ex teachers, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've had a lot of pushback because again, society is modeled after obtaining a degree. But like you said, I completely agree with you. Unless if you want to be a doctor, engineer, lawyer, computer scientist, something that needs a degree, why would I waste or not waste? Why would I utilize a $60,000 loan towards college when that same loan could be applied to a business? Fair enough. And, and, do you think that pushback, Jaden, is what do you think that's is it based on? Oh, you're making a mistake, or are you seeing any other reasons? Well, you see, people like to take the safe way in life, which is totally acceptable. I love that, but sometimes if you want to be truly successful, you have to sacrifice. You have to make a risk. You have to. You can't leap, or you can't fly until you make that leap. So. Again, it's more about people fearing change. People get so comfortable with an easy life and the way things should be, and they'll never experience true success until they push themselves. Sometimes you need that little push. Jaden, you're making some fantastic trade-offs right now. And Matt and I talk about this a lot. I can't wait until several years from now, you'll run into some friends or it'll be a 10-year reunion. You'll be talking to students and you'll be talking about your successes. And with all due respect, whether it's convenience to go or your next business venture, whatever direction you want to go, Matt knows this. They're, they're going to say, man, Jaden, you're so lucky. Look at all you have. Look at your success. And there's no luck to it. It's all this hard work now that, that nobody else is doing. Exactly. Um, again, I'm 18 years old, waking up at 7 a.m. and putting in countless hours 
uh, missed events, missed parties, missed. <laughs> I've sacrificed most of it just because I need self improvement and then to better improve my business. Jaden, you're just a perfect example. And I, I, I'm glad I didn't know all this part of your story leading it going into this, but this is literally like everything I talk about when I talk about this stuff. And here you are. Why don't you're getting up at 7 a.m. and you're work, missing parties? You're making all these sacrifices. These are all the things I did throughout my life. And it's very hard to find people who understand it. And people would look at me like I was crazy. What are you doing? And what they don't understand is, I wanted to get up at seven. I didn't want to go to the party because I wanted to work on my business because that's what provided me meaning. And I had these goals and I have these things I want to achieve. And you're when, when, and correct, correct me if you feel differently because you may, but when you have this goal and this, this thing you're going after, after that just makes your blood pump 24 hours a day, it's all you think about. You can't wait to go, go, go. What does a party mean? it doesn't mean anything. It's, 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 it's in the way. I mean, not that there's not a place for it. Of course there's a place for it, but I, is that how you're, is that what's going on with you? That is exactly what's going on. It's just like with any goal that you work towards, when you see that little bit of success, it makes you thirst for more. You just want to keep going and going and pushing that limit. So yeah, I'm, I'm again, missing all these socializing events and all these good times with past friends. But when I look in the mirror and I see what I've accomplished day in and day out, and I set new goals for myself weekly and I accomplish them, it feels almost like being my very own Superman. And it's crazy. I love it. it, it it's it, it's amazing, isn't it? And, you know, I, I, I love hearing it from a, a person doing it, especially kind of in the early stages, because I can see that that kind of gleam in your eye and that excitement, because that's how I feel. And, and that I, I have such a difficult time finding people who I have the, can have these conversations with. I literally have, I, I get like goosebumps about them because it's hard to find them because like you said, everyone wants to go, the, here's what I do. And I go to work and I get my paycheck and then I can't wait for Friday and I can't wait for the weekend. And when are my two weeks of vacation this year? And they can't fathom getting up hours early, staying up late, working weekends, doing all these things, because they associate work with this negative thing, this thing that you have to do in order to get money so that you can do the things you'd like to do. Whereas people like yourself associate work with meaning and accomplishments that provide them this energy and this value that I've never been able to explain to people who aren't in it and aren't doing it. And it's, it's impossible. I, I'm just not good enough at it yet, but it's impossible for me to, to get through to people sometimes. Like, you don't understand when I work 60 hours a week, I'm working it because I want those 60 hours. I'd work 80 if, if some other things weren't in the way. And maybe, maybe some weeks I'm going to work less, but I'm going after something here. I'm not working because someone's making me. I've got meaning and purpose and goals and things I'm going to accomplish. And the hours are just part of the deal. And, and I can't, I'm not going to do it without the hours. I have to put in the time. And more importantly, I want to put in the time. And that's what I see in your, I hear in your story and I see it in your eyes. Thank you. Well, it, it's, it's inspiring. And, and I love, love hearing it. And I, I want to back before I forget something, I want to go back to what you're saying about people kind of poo pooing what you're doing in terms of that. And, and the reason I asked you that is because what I experience, and I think what you're experiencing is there, 
and I'm sure there's some people who are concerned that maybe you're making a mistake and that's fine and fair. And there's not, there's, there's, there's something there. I, I can understand that. But I think most of it's just envy and people see you at 18 doing something that they've never had the courage to do. And that's what I bet you 90% of the people when they go, Oh, I think it's a mistake. They see in you something they don't have or haven't had. And that, and that, that upsets them to some degree. That's my philosophy anyway. I totally agree. I mean, you just have all these people, again, like you said, doing, seeing someone live out their own dreams, you know, everybody's had a dream, but again, most people like to be comfortable and take it safe. It's funny. You, you could ask a kindergartner about a business idea or something they want to do when they're older and they'll give you 50 to a hundred different ideas, right? Cause they're dreamers. And it's almost like the more you go through school, you're taught not to do that. And you're taught to, to dream less and, and still work hard potentially, but you're taught to, to go to a track or a line at some point and you have to go to university or you have to get a trade. You, you can't just go explore and dream anymore. And I'm glad you still have that in you. Well, no offense to anybody in the education industry, but it's also a business. It's their job to promote school, you know, and that as businesses do, they try to get as many customers as they can and for a longer period of time. But people just got to understand that life is about them feel like fulfilling their own dreams and doing what they wish to do, not necessarily that people expect them to do. Yeah, you know, and I tell students all the time, there's nothing wrong with going to college. Matter of fact, you need it in many cases, but don't ever stop dreaming. You want to go be an engineer, that's fine, but keep solving problems and come up with maybe your idea or pursue your dream once you're more stable after your degree or, or if you're a computer science person, same thing. Just don't stop pursuing something. Exactly. Like I do plan on going back to college within a few years. I just want to make sure that I'm stable myself until I jump into another financial matter you know and and you you touched on it before Jaden. there's nothing out there educationally that you can't find with a google or youtube search you know what i mean i'm watching i'm watching a, a, a youtube video right now on on something about philosophy i've never studied philosophy i don't have a degree in philosophy but i found something i thought was interesting so boom I can look it up and I can spend two hours listening to something. Now, I'm not going to get a degree out of it. I don't need a degree out of it. I don't want a degree out of it. I just want to understand. I want the knowledge. I want the understanding. The degree doesn't mean anything to me at this point in my life. But for you and a business person, you know, maybe you'll go back and maybe you won't. You'll make, I, I have a strong suspicion you'll make the right decision for you. Um, but like you said, you can find virtually anything you want to know through the internet. That's an extremely powerful tool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The internet has helped people so much with expanding their knowledge because now it's just at the palm of your fingertips. You don't have to make a trip to the library. You don't have to find somebody with that special book. If you have an internet connection, it's pretty much unlimited knowledge. Yes. And, and speaking of knowledge and, and, you, you launched your business and you, you, one of the things that I find with entrepreneurs or people who want to be entrepreneurial is they, they do not, people who get stuck think they have to know everything going in. Did you feel you knew everything going into your business? Going into mine, I, I thought I knew everything until I actually jumped into it. <laughs> I, I knew nothing. I knew absolutely not a thing that I thought I did. So, so, 
So as a lesson to other people, so what did you do, quit? No, well, the, in my opinion, as long as you don't quit, you're an entrepreneur because entrepreneurs don't quit. It's okay to fail. It's okay to hit these walls. But as long as you pivot and find a new direction to take it, you're good to go. And in my opinion, I hit that wall. So I said, how can I be better? What am I doing wrong? How can I fix what I'm doing? And that's just what I had to do. I have to always be willing to adapt and overcome. People fear change, but they need change to grow. Absolutely. It, it, it is, but it's, it's all true. And, and, and again, Jane, kudos to you, but it's, it's absolutely true. If you're not changing, if, you've, if you're not continually educating yourself, if you're not continually trying things that, like you said, you're just, you, you, you fa- I fail all the time. I'm sure you fail in your business all the time. All you do is you go up. Oh, that was just a way that didn't work. Now, er, let me turn this way. Maybe this will work. Maybe this will work. And you keep pivoting as you put it. And that's where the growth comes from. And as an entrepreneur, as a business person, that's just kind of what we do. I mean, it's part, it's what we do day in and day out. There's so many people stuck in this rut of this is what I do. This is what I do. And the thought of branching out in any, any form is so terrifying to them. It doesn't allow them to grow. And the same person at 25 and 30 is the same person at 35. And that's, I can think of almost few, I can think of many things that are, I can't think of many things that are as sad as that, you know, at 45, I'm 45. I'm way different than I was at 35. And I certainly suspect at 55, I'll be way different than I am at 45 because I constantly am willing to fail and willing to go out there and fall on my face and keep pivoting as you put it and educating myself and I'm glad you're saying that because I just, I want people to hear that, not from me, not from Paul, but from, from you at, at, at a young age who recognize that, and you know, it's going to be part of your journey, right? Oh yeah. So Jaden, you started this in high school. What made you decide to want to turn it into an LLC? Um, well, um, after paying a bunch of insurances and paid leave and you know, all these extra things, you just can realize how much can fail. And as more of protection for myself and my company, I wanted to make both separate. So giving the company its own entity, if anything were to happen that I can't fix myself or provide for myself, I don't want to be financially held to that, if that makes sense. No, it it makes perfect sense. That's awesome. Uh, When you have customers come on, do they have to call you? Can they do it all online? Oh, I've gotten so many different approaches. So usually I get a call or a text, sometimes a, a Facebook message. Um, I definitely have people using my website and just booking the deliveries online. Um, I've had people walk up to me and find me. I, it's crazy how many people come out and look for you if you do a good job. So, so how are you staying organized? I mean, you mentioned online. Do you have, do you have some sort of program where people go in and they, they can book that way? Or how does that work? Yep. So um, they can book and select a time. And in that, they put a list of the groceries that they want or supplies or tools, uh, we know whatever local, and they list the places. And then I just go and deliver that and they can, they can pay online as well or wait till I get there. It's always up to them. Who, who, who developed that for you, you or somebody else? Um, I actually use Wix.com and kind of do it through them. 
Um, but I take all of my sales and all meetings and I put it in an Excel document and I do my own bookkeeping. And then I go through at the end of the year with my taxes and make sure I have everything organized and good to go for books and data. Awesome. And oh, go ahead. Oh, man. No, I, I was going to ask you a question, Jane. I, I'm sorry. I'm ex excited. I love this, this topic. Um, do you have, how are you going to scale your business or grow? Have you, have you given that any thought? I mean, you know, what, what's, what do you think of there? So again, um, Again, with pivoting, I decided to take a venture down south. So this upcoming year, I'm taking my business to South Carolina, and I'm going to expand it there while also keeping some of it up here. And the reason I do this is because of the larger population and demographic is my exact target. And I would drive a lot more with that type of population down there. So you're doing that by hiring more people, obviously? I mean... Mm -hmm. So I'm <laughs> looking to find which I've been looking for quite some time now, but maybe an app developer, somebody in technology that can specialize and almost do something like DoorDash where people can sign up and do it themselves, but anywhere. And that is my goal. Um, I'm also thinking more on medication and other things besides the food industry to kind of stand out apart from my competition. That's a good point. So you think, you think there's so much more than just delivering food. Exactly. Even though I started out doing simple groceries, fast food, dinners, and clothing and tool sets, um, I think it can even go beyond that. I mean, uh, almost everybody, at least 85% of people have to use medication within their lifetime. And if I can be the one to deliver that and make their job just that little bit easier and maybe stay at home and get the rest that they need, I figure that would be greatly appreciated in the country. I love your take on it. Are, do you have a... I don't know how to word this the right way. Are there a lot of customers that probably could go themselves, but they just literally like the convenience? It's it's not like a need necessarily. They just want you to do it. I actually just thought of a, a customer in mind. And the reason why they like it is because of that convenience factor. Again, in the name convenience to go, it's a lot easier to just pay a little bit extra and enjoy your freedom because time is money. Time is probably in my opinion more important than money could ever buy and if you waste an hour going to get something as meaning not meaningless but as who can't talk today insignificant as a bottle of pills when you could have somebody else do it for you for less consumption of energy and you get to value your time i feel like that's a win-win i i feel like it is too I, I talk about it all the time your number one asset is your time period Everything else is a, a distant second. Well, your health, obviously, but I'd say it's tied to your time. <laughs> um, but but you're right, and that's a great. I mean, I, I call, I'm going to call it a sales pitch, but most people attribute sales pitches as a negative thing, whereas I don't. To me, a sales pitch is, is identifying what the advantages are of the situation. There's nothing negative about that, but it's a great way to 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 let people know, hey, look, enjoy your time, use your time. You got. We all got plenty to do, right? If I don't have to spend the 20 minutes or half hour to go get X, Y, Z, um, maybe it's worth the 15, 20 bucks, whatever it is to the, to the person. Now, is, are you finding that you're, get, you're gaining more traction with this over, over time through the word of mouth? Is, is the COVID thing slowing it, or COVID dissipating, if you will, slowing it down? I mean, where, are you, where are you seeing your business right now? So it's mostly online. I like to 
advertise a lot on social medias like Facebook, um, Instagram, um, LinkedIn. I've found a few customers on. I feel like with me doing that online presence will go a lot farther than word of mouth could ever. And that's because there's just so much to explore in the community. And if I stayed in just this community, I might not be able to grow. So I make sure to hit every community I can locally. Yeah. And, and I, frankly, I would, I would consider word of mouth. If you've got customers on Facebook, let's say, or LinkedIn going, Hey, I just had this delivered, you know, from convenience to go, what a great service. And they post it. It might be social media, but that's word of mouth, you know, and, yeah. and to your point, there is no better advertising. There's never been, and there never will be. Jaden, uh, what I like about this, there's a lot of people that want to start a business. There's a lot of people that want to do something, but they don't necessarily have the courage to start. What, what I like is you can take this business and people are probably more apt to jump on board with you because you've already created it. And that's why I think you have the potential to really scale this. Uh, say Paul Richmond here wants to, to work under you, convenience to go. I'd be my own independent contractor, correct? Uh, eventually, yes. Eventually, yeah. And that's what I'm getting at. Would you have, what kind of support will you give me in return? Because I think that's what helps people jump into it. Oh, yeah. Just like with my employee, um, anytime somebody has questions, I give them my personal cell phone number. Um, I guide them through how to do everything. I ha uh, answer any questions they have. I handle all of the financial stuff, transactions. They basically just have to physically be at a place to pick it up and deliver it. I make sure to not let anybody do anything that I haven't done myself, but I know like the back of my hands. That's great. I'm excited for this. You, you, you know, Jade, let me, let me ask you this, uh, pivoting a little bit here. Uh, you are, have your own business, your own legitimate business. It's, it sounds like it's, it's been successful and, and will continue to be. What do you say to people who, who are thinking about their own business, who, who maybe have that, you mentioned it earlier. I don't know if we were on the air or not yet, but comfort, because I've always said comfort is, comfort's a killer. People get comfortable in life and then they're terrified to take a risk and, and move out of that comfort zone. But not, not just because of the growth, or I'm not talking about growth in this point. I'm talking about, oh, I got a, I got a mortgage or I have, student loans or I have, you know, whatever the uh, car payments. And so they, they, they get, they're making enough money to pay their bills and have a little extra left over. And they're afraid to take the chance to give that up. Right. What do you, what do you say to people uh, like that? Cause there's, believe me, there's tons of them out there. Cause I hear from them all the time. It's, it's funny. Cause I have this conversation with myself a lot when I hit these walls and you know, I, it's the excuses because I say, I don't have enough time for this. Well, maybe you got to make more time. Maybe I don't have the assets for this. Maybe you got to pivot something and do a little bit extra to acquire these assets. In my opinion, it's more of people just not having the faith in themselves to do it. If I say completely jump for it if you want to make a business, but what's limiting these people is just self-doubt at this point. I mean, so many fear the failure, but I just say you have to go for it. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I think so much of it's just it's in here. They're afraid. And, and for the reasons we discussed and and um, that said. The benefits far outweigh the, the negatives, in, in, in my opinion, for whatever that's worth. 
I agree. Um, an example, like, okay, at the moment I'm building and launching a new business here soon. And I thought to myself, wow, I'm just so busy day in and day out. How am I ever going to do this? What do I do? And I thought to myself, I said, well, before bed, I spent about half an hour to an hour watching my favorite TV show. Every single day, never fails. And I thought to myself, how could I utilize that time and still enjoy my free time and get exactly what I want? So now in the middle of watching my TV show on my laptop, I'm doing business work while enjoying my free time. That that's that's how I do things too. Yeah. I've been doing it that way for 20 years. 20 <laughs> when I sit down and watch TV, I have a laptop next to me. And some people probably hear that and go, oh my God, that you know, I can't believe it. That's what I do, Jaden. That's how you that's how I find extra time. That's how I get to control other things. That's how I get to create new businesses. I'm creating a couple new ones myself right now. And you know, people go, how can you do that? You're so busy. Well, you find, you find it. And, and when you're, when it has meaning to you, things, you know, my wife and I were out doing something for a new business. We're working on until nine 45 last night. It didn't, it wasn't, we weren't mad about it. We weren't like, Oh God, what a long day. We're excited about it. It's like, it's like, I, we can't wait. We're, we're, this is a neat opportunity. We're excited about building this new thing we're building. How fun, how, what an adventure, you know, life's an adventure. Knowing life's not an adventure when you can't find anything on Netflix you haven't seen, you know, that's, that's, that's pathetic to me. And, and I, I do the same thing, Jaden, if I'm watching TV, um, which I like when I do, it's usually documentaries because I feel like I can learn something oftentimes on the mafia. I love, I love the mafia. I don't love the mafia. I love the mafia stories. Um, I'm working. I'm doing something. I'm balancing my books. I'm scheduling. I'm doing one of a million things I do for my businesses. And I integrate it. And I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Jaden, I, I, I always joke with students. You've probably heard me say a lot of the things. Uh, you may have heard this before. You probably blocked it out. So maybe you've never heard it before. But uh, I'm star of my own reality show called it. <laughs> right. And you know, obviously you two are, but it, it bothers people I talk to sometimes when they asked if I've seen this show on Netflix or seen this show on Amazon Prime. And I'm like, no. And they're like, you don't know what you're missing. And I'm like, no, I don't know. But I know what I'd be missing if I wasn't listening to my books on Audible or working on my new business venture or, you know, just exploring things I want to do. And it's crazy how a lot of society, I don't want to stereotype too much and say most, but a lot of society just watches everything happen in front of them and lives emotionally through that instead of really being woke and live emotionally by what you can create. And that, that's why we like having guests like you on this podcast. Thank you. Um, yeah. Onto what you said, when people just focus everything on what's in front of them, they have a valuable life that just kind of flies by, you know, it just good opportunities pass them and they'll never notice. It's crazy. J Jaden, you just mentioned a word or mentioned some opportunities. Have you, have you, is your mind, the way you think of things different? Do you see opportunities you didn't see before because of what you're doing? I mean, what, tell me, is that I see you shaking your head. Yeah, I see almost everything as an opportunity. Even my biggest fails, you see, um, getting customers, especially back then, I had to go door to door, place to place. 
And it was a thousand no's before I finally got one yes. And yet, you know, when I'm thinking, when I'm not feeling so validated, I have to remember that the opportunity of all these people denying me is going to lead to that one yes. It's going to give me success. It's going to give me my following. I feel like in a way it's all worth it in the end, as long as you look for the opportunities and failure. Yeah, and and I think that's a great attitude. Look, you have to have it. And as a as a new entrepreneur and and your this is a great a great lesson, I think, for anyone who's who's looking into your main focus when you started your business was sales, right? It was generating revenue, right? Um, mostly. I, I actually did it because I have an aunt um who is disabled mentally and physically, and she couldn't ever get uh, groceries from Walmart. So I decided to be that person. And so I thought to myself that a lot more people could use my help. But then as the entrepreneur side of me, because I also like helping people, I decided, well, why not make it profitable too? Why not? Right. Well, I, I guess what I'm getting at is, and first of all, your point is you started it because it brought you some sort of meaning and purpose, right? And, and a, ver- a very valid and, 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 and wonderful one at that. And then you saw opportunity within that. But in order to create a business, you had what I, what I was getting at is a lot of times people come to me with business ideas and I go, well, the first thing you need to do is create a network of sales. You have to pr- generate revenue because people will come to me and they go, well, I'm creating the best accounting system or the best operation system or the best whatever system. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to go bankrupt unless you have revenue coming in. So you better get out there and go door to door, like you were saying, and you better sell something, build the best accounting system in the world, as far as I'm concerned, but you better make sure your insurance is paid, your employees are paid, you know, your, your, your gas is in your vehicle. You better have all your, you better have all your expenses paid or else you don't have a business. You have, you, you have bankruptcy looming. So I guess what I was getting at is, after you developed the idea behind behind what where your meaning was, you said, "Hey, if this is going to work, I better sell something, right?" Oh yeah. And then and then you're going door to door, which you probably didn't have a lot of experience doing. No, but just like anything, you just got to jump into it and you have to learn from it. You do, and and I bet you found it a lot easier than selling maybe widgets because you believed in your product. Exactly. There's a lot of belief behind it. I'm my own biggest fan in a way. You well, know, no you have to be. And you should. You have to. I believe in it. Yeah, you have to be. So, Jaden, uh, there's a lot of people like your age uh, trying to figure out, A, what to do in life, B, they don't know, or C, they're getting pressured to go on a certain path. What would your advice be to the 19-year-old, the 18-year-old, the 22-year-old, any, anybody? What would your advice be about moving on in life? I would say first look for a passion because you'll never enjoy what you do unless if you have a passion for it. And once you find that passion, look how to make that your whole life, whole life being. If it can provide you a stability with income, happiness, security, I mean, what more could you want? So yeah, right now it might not seem like the best idea to do something a little bit lower than a high paying degree job. But if that's what you enjoy doing and you can find another way to make it better, why not just go for it? That's fabulous. Yeah, awesome, man. 
Jaden, it's been a blast talking to you today. Uh, promise me you'll come back on in a year or two from now and we can see uh, something tells me you're going to keep moving forward and there's going to be stuff going on you don't even realize yet. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I would love to come back on. All right, Excellent. guys, thanks. Thanks again, Jaden. Thanks, you too. Jayden.